0: Hi, my name is Officer Nakaya Jones. You can follow me on IG at Officer Nakaya Jones Network, or follow me on FB Facebook, hey, at The Real Officer Nakaya Jones. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, it's Officer Nakaya Jones Network. Um, I enjoyed my time, and you're listening to Rebuke.
1: Hello, and this is Marcus, and you're now listening to Rebuke. This is Rebuke's forty eighth episode, and we have something special for all of you all. For you all, excuse me. Um, thank you, you all, for supporting me and uh, continues to support by posting my podcast on your social media, sharing with your friends and family, and and and, and, and many other things, um, and give me moral support and and you know kind words in the uh, inbox and the DM. Now you can support my cat, uh, podcast also financially by becoming a monthly subscriber by uh, going going to my page or Apple or Google whatever you listen to and hit the uh, support button and pick wherever uh, finances is best for you or you can go to uh, my Cash App and 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 donate at dollar sign R E B U K E E zero six that is dollar sign R-E-B-U-K-E-E-0-6. The funds will be used la- uh, later on to help a college student uh, attend a HBCU. That's the goal of my podcast, helping the black community. Um, you can also watch some of my interviews on YouTube by typing the word rebuke R-E-B-U-K-E-E. Now, let's get into the show. Now, over the past few years, uh the police officers in the United States have been taking a pretty large hit in the reputation area. Um, Speaking from myself, um, especially when Tamir Rice and Sandra Bland and uh, Michael Brown and all those individuals um, were, were killed by the hands of police officers, my views and even my 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 outlook on police officers has changed uh, drastically, um but I always, every time I see a police car roll by and I see a black person in the uniform, I always wondered what is like. What do they go through on a day to day basis of being a African American and being a police officer and seeing all these injustices and police brutalities? So I I, I searched and looked for some police officers and uh. I'm glad that I have a special guest um, I purchased her book y'all can see her book right here the truth divided uh, I've been trying to get her over a year folks <laughs> it's over a year folks so I've i waited patiently I was supposed to have another uh, police officer but he he was busy doing training in Atlanta Georgia so shout out to officer Tyrone that graduated the University of North Alabama with me as well but uh, we'll, we'll reconvene later on so the title of this show is uh "Black and Blue," and so I would like to welcome Officer Nakia Jones to the show.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: All right, all right. I'm so I'm so excited and glad to have you. Um, I'm just going to go ahead. I know you're a busy woman, so I'm going to go ahead and knock this out and ask these questions. Just and uh, what the people would like to hear. Now, being a, co- a cop or police officer is not a popular thing. Uh, as of right now, especially in the Black community. Why did you choose your career path? Because I read in your book, because I know I read this book, you was wanted to be a lawyer first. Now, you would have been a nice-looking lawyer. Now, you chose a cop. So, now, tell me why you chose a cop over being a lawyer.
0: Oh, my God. Um, Honestly, uh, my my grandmother had surgery, and Uh. after her surgery, it did not turn out well. So... I decided to go back home and be a moral support to my mom and my aunts. Um, And honestly, I tell, I think I tell young people this all the time. When you go to college, don't stop. Keep going. It's so hard when you stop. And I never, ever got the it seemed like every time i was saying i'm ready to go back something else will come up i'm ready to go back something else will come back come up so i already had a year and a half um at wilberforce university hbcus all day um i decided you know what not what don't don't waste your um don't waste your criminal justice don't waste your desire to be an attorney why don't you try being a police officer now why i chose police officer Honestly, I think it's because they, in my eyes, officers are always the heroes. Those are the ones that came to save the days. Those are the ones that run in when other people ran out. And I always had a heart to serve people. When I was in high school, I was the one, if you were a bully, I'll fight you for people. I was always the one that put myself out there for other people. And I think if you read in my book, you saw the things I went through with my family as well. Um, So I said, well, let me try this thing. Let me, you know, I'll test the waters. If it's not for me, it's not for me.
1: And once I got into it, I loved it. Oh, oh wow. 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 Now, um, I'm going to ask this next question. You know, it might sound silly whatever, but um, I, I went to see my brother in Atlanta. He graduated. He got his... Not graduated, but he got an associate's degree from the University of Phoenix or something like that. I think so. Or St- University of Phoenix or Strayer. One of the two. And I um, as I was leaving or I was entering the, the, the arena or leaving I saw some attractive black women but I was like man she's an officer though you know what I mean I was like <laughs> so I I, I just that, that's just me I'm like I, I don't know I could date, date an officer but so my question is how is the dating life as a cop Do you have problems Do brothers be like man I ain't trying to holler at no police No cop or no I ain't trying to holler at no pig or whatever <laughs> You know what I mean Is it? Is it? Or that's, that's not even a problem
0: Um I'm pretty sure That men are a little intimidated Um by female Officers uh, But I think it's a It's an intriguing thing Too so they kind of like I want to see what it's Like um so I think it can go both ways it just depends you know it just depends for me honestly um for a lot of years of me being on law in law enforcement I was married so I was snatched up now it's 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 different with me not being in law enforcement anymore and being going through a divorce it's weird to see that men are intimidated to talk to me now and I'm gone from law enforcement okay it's, it's we yeah so i yeah i guess you are right hey and i don't understand so you tell me why is that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i we have to talk that offline too that's another show
0: <laughs> like what is happening here <laughs>
1: that's another show um i i read in your book as well the truth divided that you know as you as you was a, um started as young and uh, your young uh, career in police uh, uh police uh, officer in, um, uh you often felt bad arresting and putting your own people in prison or into jail taking them to jail did you ever felt that you was on the wrong side when you was in, in uh, uh was a police officer or did you ever felt that you you was a traitor to your race by being a police officer uh, and being a part of a system that was created to kind of put us in uh, confinement for for uh, for life.
0: Um, number one, any black officer that has integrity is always a, it, it's a pool because you already know what policing was founded on it was founded on the slave patrol come so on of course in our mind we're saying i'm coming in here but my mindset was i'm coming in here to make a difference you can't change nothing from the outside you got to get in there and people don't understand that so a lot of people look at us as traitors with well, anything y'all should be joining hands with us because we're in there trying to figure out how how do we get in here and start making a difference there has been many a times that my presence alone stopped a young black male from being disrespected or being hurt you know, so we put ourselves in that situation where we can be y'all's voice. If not, now you have a department, and, and 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 I'm thinking that you're 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 basically pointing on as far as racism, not on the other other portion of of the God complex, which our black officers have that God complex. But mm-hmm. racism, we are your voice, we your eyes and ears. I'm talking about the ones with integrity. I'm not talking about the ones that go along to get along because it's some of us too. So no, I never felt like I was a traitor but sometimes I would feel some kind of way when I would go out into the community and the community would be like you know if you if you love us you would take that uniform off and I'm looking at them saying do you understand how powerful I am because I'm in this uniform you don't understand you know so that's how I felt at that time Um, but it is it's, it is I'll say this if your moral compass ain't right and if you don't have a serious spiritual foundation, police work can can bring out the most ugliest side of you. It, it, it really can, and you see some of the darkest things. You you hold on to a lot of dark things. Your moral compass has to be on point.
1: Okay, right now here's my um next question. Now now I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip around, but I'm just gonna go deep now. Officer Clyde Curd Third. I know you've seen this video, uh, this uh, heard about this officer in Louisiana because you actually, I think I saw you on social media doing a live post talking about him. Um, he committed suicide because he was fed up with racism and police brutality. And he felt that the system was doesn't give a, give a damn about him being a black officer and it doesn't give a damn about his this people. Um, how did you feel when you heard what happened to him? And are Black police officers doing enough to combat police brutality and racism on the force?
0: Um, number one, my heart went out to him and his family. Um, like I just told you a few minutes ago, being an officer is hard. When I tell you it's it's hard, we take on problems of everybody around us. And we also are human beings too. So we have our own problems. When you're a black officer, especially when you walk in integrity and you have good old boy officers there and you have the God complex officers there, it's almost like you're battling. Not only are you battling the community that don't want to do the right thing that's, that's out there and you're trying to 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 uh keep your community safe, you're battling with officers inside the department. So th- he, I believe, mentally he was messed up. Also, I think he had a military background, and maybe part of him felt like me speaking out, I'm a traitor. In his mind, mm. I think like that. It it goes deep, and you know, the back in the day, traitors were they would kill themselves, or mm. they would. And I think he, he just couldn't take no more. It's just sad that his brothers in blue couldn't see that this man was hurting like that. But I get it because it's a lot of officers that suffer within their departments. And you supposedly my brother and my sister in blue and you don't see I'm hurting? That We, we got some issues within the department. We're we not going to be able to get this right with the community until you get that right within your house. The police department need to clean up their own house first.
1: I'm going to be all the
0: way 100 with you so it hurt me and that was nothing but i felt like they was pulling the shade off so that you all can see it's some messed up stuff going within the department i know y'all saw what happened with me and what happened to carry your horn but there's also officers in there that are on the bridge of losing their mind
1: is there programs for officers especially for minority officers that help them because it sounds like ptsd Y'all develop PTSD yes. on the force. Do you have uh, counselors or, or 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 outlets for you all to, you know, detox and, and you know, get some mental health while on the force?
0: Um, in a lot of the bigger departments they do. So I know that I, I have a friend that works in Houston, uh, at HPD. They have amazing, like they have things set up for their officers. But like in small departments like mine, the one I was at, we didn't have that. We we didn't we we didn't utilize that, and we got to see things. I went through a, a few traumas there, you know, where I know for a fact I should have sat down and talked to somebody because those things replay in your mind, especially when it deals with a child. So I think that that needs to be mandated across the board. That every department needs to have some kind of mental health professional that's assigned to that specific I'm really serious department because they will be busy and that these officers have to at least every six months go sit down and just because you'd be surprised some of the things that they see and some of the things that they're going through especially black officers Or, or just flip the script let's flip the script on this could you be could you imagine being a good white officer working right now in this climate right now and you really are a good officer could you imagine what his mental is right now I'm just I'm just I'm swinging it I'm just you see where I'm going with this it's almost like and I and the sad thing is I know some good white officers but I know some terrible black officers that you wouldn't even want to run up against period
1: now that's I'm glad you brought that up because I um you you mentioned this word a couple times but I want to go back to the question up here I skipped around how you feel about these black officers there is corrupted or more corrupt than the white officer. And and can you expound on this God complex?
0: Okay. Um, number one, black officers that take advantage of their own. You are disgusting. You are worse than any, to me, you are worse than, than any racist, disrespectful officer. You are scum. I'm your sister and I'm your brother. This is your community. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you seriously kidding me? So then let me tell you how it works, though. You'll mess around as a black officer, get yourself caught up in something, and they'll fire you. They'll get rid of you. They'll they'll let you go. Now you got to go back to that same community that you peed on and disrespected, and you trying to go in there and be like, oh, I'm down with you. And you expect them to respect you and accept you back? No. You are out of line. You took that, that badge and that gun to be what? To be what to feel like you can you can tr- you have a control issue over your own kind you're supposed to be there to help them right so I, I I'm I'm really disgusted and I saw the sergeant here in Atlanta that kicked that and we gonna talk we're gonna talk about it on my show but I just want to say I'm disgusted with him you kicked a handcuffed black female in the face are you kidding me. Mm, mm, Are you kidding me? Every last male in that department, black, white, Chinese, whatever, should have been turning their back on him because you're a coward. You would kick her in the face, and you're a police officer. Hmm. You be if I was the chief, you'd be fighting for your job back, messing with me because I would have fired you immediately.
1: Wow, I, I, I like this. I like this. 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 This feistiness. You know, I like <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland? Is it Cleveland? You from Cleveland? Are they Cleveland, Ohio, in the house, people. <laughs> okay. Um, now let's let's talk about during the George Floyd protest. There were calls for defunding the police, the, the police department. It, it grew louder and louder. Do you believe defunding the police uh, department and allocating the money somewhere else that could be used in the right way? Uh, is the right thing uh, To do especially for the black community
0: Right now it seems like Everybody is jumping up saying Defund the police, nobody's sitting down Saying let's find out what's really Going on in the department Let's let's, dis- let's go ahead and sit down and really talk With some black officers that can really tell you Let's sit down and talk with some Officers with integrity to sit down at the table And tell you what's going on in the department Everybody's defund the police because they feel like The community is going to hear defund the police And jump on board that's not where... It, it, it's deeper than that. I already told you, we got issues within the department just on training issues. Every officer should be trained on how to deal with people with mental health issues or how to de-escalate or when to call a counselor or when to training. You, I mean, cultural sensitivity in its best. Come on now. You got white officers who don't even know how to deal with brothers. Y'all do like this and they start doing like this. Y'all talk with your hands. You're a man, you... That's how y'all communicate and not being funny. My brother's from the hood. Y'all can't help it. That's how y'all get down. I love them. Look, that's how they do. That doesn't mean they're a threat. You got to, if you're going to work in our community, you need to learn our community.
1: Hey, you know what? I'm not even from the hood and I talk with my hands. Right.
0: I mean, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I, right. But my boys, they they just, and I don't know whether that's just our thing that we're, we're just expressive people. Right. Right. But you, have, but you have officers that don't understand our culture. So for me, I feel like if you have an officer that is not black and they're working in the black community, you need to get them cultural sensitivity, which means you need to come in our communities and put in work. You need to be a community-oriented police officer. You need to be coming in our schools. We need to train you on how to serve us. You already know how to shoot. Uh, we can see that. You already know how to put cuffs on us. But you need to learn how to de-escalate with us. You need to learn how to work in our community so that we can really balance this thing and we can be respectful to one another. If I'm, if I'm a black officer and I'm working in a white community, I need to learn their culture. I'm not being funny. They may have differences that we, that, that I don't understand. They do it in the, I think in, uh, in Cleveland Heights, they had a lot of, I wanna say Amish people or something like that. They taught you and I have much respect for that. You they taught you this is how you treat that community, so it should be like that across the board. What's what's why is our life so devalued? You will teach other people how to deal with people that are not even from the from this country, but we're from here. You you brought us here, so now we're here. I ain't trying to be funny, so listen, they need to adapt to us.
1: I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I like you. I, I keep it real. I like it. I, I'm, I'm just. I'm as just as animated as you when I'm passionate about something. So I love it. I love it. Now you talked about the officer. I off, off, uh, I tried to get her on the show too, but she, boy, she is. Uh, she's hard to get. Uh, Claire Horn. You said yeah,
0: Officer Horn.
1: Officer Horn. Now, if, nope. I'm just for the audience. Uh, this woman has became famous because she stepped in. While the police officer was beating on this man, she stepped in and stopped the officer from beating on this man or actually killing him. And she he lost her job and, and her benefits, but she gained it back. Uh, uh, I believe this past few months or a year. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I said that is, is to ask you this: Are black officers while they on the force? Are they scared to protect us? Protect me? because they want to look a certain way with other officers
0: i think some of them are honestly i mean you don't really know well for me i didn't know you really don't know how serious crossing that blue line is until you cross it it's it's it's, it's and i in my mind i'm thinking i didn't do anything wrong i had an opinion I, I, I did. I went through the same academy y'all went through. I went through the same training that y'all went through. I can handle myself just like every male in this department. You ain't never heard a male say I ran from nothing, ever. I've always, so why can't I have a voice to say what I'm seeing right now is wrong? So when you see an officer being ridiculed, death threats and crazy stuff and then losing everything, you know, to lose everything was was traumatic for me and I couldn't even imagine if I was a man and had a family and I don't know what that does for a man y'all think different than us so a lot of men I think they'd be like I just can't I'm not gonna jeopardize I ain't being funny yeah I rock with you man but I can't I'm not gonna jeopardize myself for you
1: Mia uh, yeah. I always wondered that so I'm glad you gave me your honest assessment now uh you talked you touched on this and you talked about training so let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, do you agree police for reform is needed in the United States? And if so, what does it look like in your eyes, Officer uh, Jones?
0: Oh my God, I, said, I wish we could. We need to tear the whole police system down and rebuild it all over again. Because <laughs> I'm so serious because I think some of the foundation of what it was built on is still trickling throughout that de- throughout many departments. You got to take. You got to disassemble all of that. It's almost to the point to where you got to go in and take inventory of all the older officers that they're fine. I mean, you not being funny, you know, your officers that are bad in your department It's not that. Trust me. They know when they Mm -hmm. take, they don't know, Oh my God, I was shocked. This officer did that. They're lying to you. Those officers stick out like a sore thumb, you know who they are. So you gonna have to start weeding them out first. Take, you got to get them out. They like a poison they get these young officers in and unfortunately you get young officers that are really in it they have this uh cowboy in. i want to do something i want to arrest something i want to it's like it's an excitement to them and you mess around and get them with these older officers that are not well trained that have a god complex and when i say god complex i mean they put their needs and their wants above anybody and everything even to the point where they will go against their own laws go against the constitution they feel like i'm god it's almost what I say. You do what I say. Do It's like you're a dictator. That is not what law enforcement is for. Mm-hmm. Now, at certain times, do I have to? Absolutely. If, if I'm if I'm if I'm conducting business with you and you start to get out of line, I have a job to make sure that the laws are not broken. I have a job to make sure that you don't get out of control. But there's a way to do it now, depending upon you. Did you hear what I said? I'm dependent upon you is how I'm going to escalate the situation. It's not going to be I'm going to start screaming and going crazy on you. If you're respectful, I'm going to remain respectful. Even if I have to put you on cuffs, young brother, I'm going to remain respectful as long as you do. Now, if you become disrespectful, now I got to hyping up a little bit. And if you become more disrespectful, then I always got to elevate my thing. But one thing I would tell you is I'm not going to pull my gun on you to take your life unless I really feel like in my heart of hearts that you are really about to take my life, take my partner's life, or somebody in the vicinity's life. Other than that, you know what? We're going to rumble in the jungle. I didn't have to fight. That's why I don't understand a lot of these male officers as well. I was going to say, I done fought. I done been punched in the face by a male. I almost knocked out, sitting like this. Could I shot him? Absolutely. Mm. So it's 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 just it, mm, you got me going. You got me on the road
1: <laughs> Yeah, well that's that's why that's why I want. That's why I want the people want the realness. You know, and I, and I yeah. keep it real on, on all my shows. Now, um, what made you popular or viral is because you made a video about I forgot the guy's name that that the two police officers killed him for selling bootleg cds at a at a gas
0: station
1: oh uh, yeah so, uh, sterling and basically you got on there and you, you you poured out your emotions you poured your heart out and we i can say uh from from me to you i appreciate you pouring your heart out and and, and putting your putting yourself on the line to let everybody know that police brutality will not be tolerated. So how has your life changed since you made that viral uh, video about police brutality?
0: It's been a, it's been a up and down uh, battle. It's been a lot of losses. It's been some wins. Um, I, I think I went through all of this for God to bring me to a place to where my voice can be the most powerful. And I think now I'm starting to stand in that that position, um, speaking and and writing books and educating. And I'm in school now. I'm actually on a dean's list. Um, I'm about to get my psychology degree so that I will be that psychologist that will sit down and interview officers before they become officers to make sure they're mentally fit. And then then that psychologist also will be able to sit down with officers and help them through difficult times. So it's nice, it's a it's a double whammy. Being a police officer, I get it. I get it. Where normal people wouldn't get it, I get it. But it also is some psychological things that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing a lot, um, as far as that's concerned. Um, I think being forty nine and it's funny, I remember uh me, me and my soon. To be ex-husband and we're friends, we're we're cool, no problems or anything. But I remember telling him I said, we're gonna be married forever. Cause I don't never want to date again. Cause y'all is some weird, this is the weirdest type dating stuff I ever seen in my life. I kept saying, oh my God, I just couldn't imagine. Lord have mercy. This is some weird type like, stuff. So it's
1: really interesting to Oh, uh, I gotta bring you on when I do a dating <laughs> show this.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird to be back out and 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 just it's just, it's just a weird situation. I'm just gonna say that. It's very weird. But what I will say is I'm learning myself again. I'm
1: mm-hmm. more
0: beautiful, I'm much more healthier, I'm down seventy five pounds. That's
1: good, that's good. that's good, that's good.
0: My my mental is on point. I have to take time for myself for a while. Um, My children are doing well. I just, I feel like right now I'm having a rebirth. And I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful. And I have to give all honor to God because I'm telling you, if it was not for him, I would have lost my mind. Mm. I'm being totally honest. I was on the verge of losing my mind and then God put people around me. My best friend, Jocelyn Hurt, that's my assistant. This girl carried me. When I tell you, came to my house to get me out of my bed because I was so depressed that I had lost something I worked so hard for. Many people don't know I paid my own way through the police academy. Mm. I I was going through the academy from nine to five and working from 11 to seven every single day with a daughter. That's why I be telling these young people, don't tell me you can't do it because you can. You can be anything that you wanna be. You just gotta push and that was a lot. That I really wanted to be an officer that bad and East Cleveland didn't have the money to pay for me to go to the academy. I said, I'll do it. I'll pay my own way. That's how, that's why I said it was hard to lose all that. Then as time went on, I had a lot of bad feelings toward law enforcement because I felt like many of them knew I was right when I spoke up, but I had a lot of behind closed doors, we got your back, but nobody out in public saying, we going to stand with you. Mm. So that hurt me. Um, so I, I really felt betrayed by the law enforcement family. I had been in it for 22 years. It wasn't like I was a rookie. So um, it felt good to, after a few years, hook up with a young man named Sean Kennedy. And when I tell you, when I met this brother, he's a retired officer from Chicago PD. Everything he said, he was a man of his word. And when me and my family hit a hard time. This man stepped up, showed up, and the officers from Nablio, the guardians, um, the black law enforcement officers, they stepped up. They were amazing. I'm talking, they made sure me and my family were good. So I always salute that brother because he showed me what real men look like. So I I salute him and I salute those black organizations. And I also tell people, you all need to start looking into these black black law enforcement organizations. We need y'all support. We need y'all support so that good, better good officers can step up and speak out and not feel like we're not going to have y'all back, that y'all not going to have our back. If you if you fire a good law enforcement officer speaking out, the community should be just as much as an uproar as anything else, because now you're taking our safety net out of the department. You got to wake up. Y'all, they not paying attention. Y'all got to pay attention. Why do you think they're getting rid of these good officers? Come on baby you got to pay some people don't think like us everybody look like us ain't for us
1: and, and greed.
0: Mm.
1: Agreed Agreed <laughs> Agreed Uh now I read in your book I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak this question in cuz I read <laughs> your book Um you made a chapter in here called um Black lives and blue lives Um how how was that How was you, how was that navigating through that when that was going on? Cause you both. (laughs)
0: Touche, (laughs) touche, touche. It was rough. It was really a divide. It was almost like you sitting at a crossroads and you saying, okay, I I love this uniform. I I, I, I love serving my community. I, I know I'm making a difference in my community. But this uniform ain't representing the right thing right now. And it's a nasty stain on this uniform, which I can take off. Mm. But why should I have to? But on the flip side, I was, I woke up in this skin. Indeed. This what, I, what I was born in. Indeed. And all day, I can't take my skin, I can't, it's, it's on me. And I've always had a thing about Black men, I don't, and it's so funny because I told my best friend, the deepest pain I've ever suffered, it was at at the hands of a man. But God would allow me to be the loudest voice for y'all. And when I tell you my compassion for y'all is real Like when I tell y'all y'all are kings Stop calling you the niggas That is a negative word That connotation I understand You can't put no positivity on something That was rooted in negativity Stop don't be dismayed It's a spirit behind that word When people like I That's a term of endearment nigga That don't make sense That's like me saying the HOE word Oh that's a term of endearment No it ain't nothing about a term of endearment About being an HOE to me (laughs)
1: <laughs> got you I feel you I feel you know it. what
0: I'm saying so I try to educate I, like I have so much love for y'all so I'm a, I'm a fighter so now I'm in a position where I have two sons I got two kings oh hmm. you're not know, about to do my sons and then I look at the boys and the young men in the community those were my sons they didn't call me officer Jones they called me my deuce okay. my deuce and I'm like oh my lord and if they got in trouble they used to like oh cause they know I'm gonna get in your behind what are you doing in the back of this police car have you lost your mind? I was that type of officer. I wasn't that officer, you done such and such and such. Yeah, I can't wait till you turn 18. I wasn't that officer. That wasn't me. I was your mama. So mothers knew when if you get in the back of her car, it's going to be like you talking to me. When fathers knew when you get in the back of her car, it might not be rougher to the fathers. I think fathers be a little rougher. But, you know, it's almost like a parent is talking to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was it it was that divide, and I just felt like, oh my God,
1: I'm gonna have to choose one, and if I have to choose one, I'm gonna have to choose who I am. Now I'm gonna you've been I'm, I'm gonna end this the show with this last question. Alrighty. What can black police officers do to help the black community gain regain the trust from the from uh, from police officers, and what? Do the black community needs To do to make it easier for black Police officers like yourself And your and your fellow colleagues
0: I think And it's so funny because I just wrote a paper A criminal justice paper I said that I think that everybody Need to come sit down at the table and wave the white flag And when I say that I mean Officers, you want to have some rookies in there. You want uh, senior officers in there. You want, of course, the chief in there. You want the mayor, the lieutenant. You want them to be able to sit at the table. Then you want the community leaders in there. But the thing is, in your community leadership, you have to have every every age group represented. So you can't just you can't have a seventy year old representing the thirty year olds. You got to have somebody that's going to sit at the table that are that is well respected within your communities. We have got to get community leaders back in our communities, people that can sit down and you know you would trust to be your voice. They got to sit at the table and everybody gonna have to just be quiet and listen. The police need to hear how bad the community is hurt. The the problem is that the police have become unsensitive, which y'all, they've been so unsensitive to the community that the community finally is like, we not sensitive to y'all anymore. I remember when officers would be killed in the line of duty and the community would line the streets you know, I remember that. And, and with signs and the whole community be hurt. Now they like, oh, that's what they get. What happened to the compassion? We're not listening to one another. We gotta realize that police, it shouldn't be the police in the community. The police is part of the community. Come on. There should not be a divide there. And until you fix that, it's gonna be a problem. You've got to get these leaders. You have to hold them accountable. You got to hold your city council people accountable. If we got roll cops in our department, I wanna know why. I wanna sit down with the mayor. Y'all community leaders, y'all supposed to be for us. What are y'all really doing for us? So you gotta start, that's that's where it has to start. They all have to come to the table and everybody has to listen. They need to listen to one another. Then you need to bring out those policy procedures that's within them departments and you need to go through them to see what any, if, if any of them could be conceived to be racial or concede to almost break my civil rights because some of those i'm telling you policies and procedures within some of these departments is trust me is really teetering on on violations of your civil rights Mm. you know what i'm saying and then after you do that then you start to learn how can we come together community-oriented policing let's do some citizen review boards where you have citizens on a board that sits down and they're able to interview new officers so you get to ask the question why do you want to work in my community have you ever have you ever worked around blacks before how would you deal with my son I'm a six foot six foot four 300 pound man how would you deal with me if i was upset because something happened I'm not gonna hurt you would you sh- you see you get to ask those hard questions so now what would happen is that citizen review board which should which should entail the senior, a senior person, somebody maybe in their their 50s, maybe somebody in their 30s, and you want to get somebody in their 20s, you want that, you want that conglomeration so that y'all can look at this officer and say, Do y'all want this person serving you? You make the recommendation to the mayor or the, or the safety director, and now you know I gave my re- recommendation. Yes, they have the final say-so, but. If something goes wrong with that officer, y'all always can say, "Look, we told you this," and you can write down what y'all saw in here mm. It's powerful. You get the community. You you give the community kind of that balance. Like, okay, you're giving me some control there. So that's just. I mean, that's just a few things. I wrote up a, 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 a list of plans.
1: Okay, okay. Um, that's the end of my show. Um, I thank you, Officer Nakia Jones, for coming on. But before I end the show um, I'm going to give give everybody my two cents um, When it comes to police Officing um, I'm kind of like uh, Officer Jones I'm kind of in a complex situation Now I'm going to tell everybody Two situations that happened to me Or that, that happened to me When it comes to police officers Now when I was in college At Alabama A&M And I was getting my master's degree I was running late, turning in the paper and all the buildings were closed because it was closed for a holiday. The only person that can open the building was a police officer. And I waited for this police officer, maybe for like 20 or 30 minutes. And when he got there, I could tell he was very upset. Maybe he was talking to some young female, whatever. But, you know, I don't know what it was. But he was upset that he had to open the door for me so I can slide my paper under the under the professor's door. So I won't get a late grade. Um, He exchanged. He he made a sly comment. And I asked him, what is this problem? And he kept on going back and forth and not. Like you said, bl- black men, we talk with our hands. I was, and I was like, "What's your problem?" And he, and I saw him reach for his gun, and instantly I had to de-escalate the situation. Mm. I, and I was like, "Man, I'm about to die just trying to turn in the school paper because this guy was guy woke up the wrong side of the uh, of the bed that day. So I dis de escalated that situation, turned in my paper, and got home safely. And a lot of people don't know that. I don't even think my parents know that. My dad's probably watching this live. So this is the first time uh, hearing uh, him hearing me uh, having an issue with a cop. But on the flip side, uh, my college roommate at uh, University of North Alabama. I don't know he wants anybody to know this, but uh, I have a good relationship with his father. And he has a he has a great father. And his father is the police chief down here. And this, this man gives me so much wisdom, so much knowledge. He, 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 I could tell he appreciates me being a black man, being in his son's life. So I say those, I gave those two situations to say this. We all know there are bad police officers. Hell, the black ones are some of the worst ones, as I stated earlier but you do have police officers black officers that really care about the community and i commend you officer jones for that i can feel the passion i see the passion and i love that about you because i'm very passionate about my people and, and uniting and doing what's best for the on the community um and we need more officers like you uh we need more officers even after you retire to come back and t- reach out and 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 teach the new officers how to train and that's why it's very important i believe and I agree with you that the police department in the United States needs to be blown up and start all over again we need and we seriously need police reform uh in this country um that's that's all. Uh, i commend all the, the the good black officers to fight keep up the good fight uh, i commend officer nakia jones for coming on the show and i appreciate you uh it's a wait a year and i said um uh, <laughs> and, and my uh boy said can you reschedule i was like no nah, i ain't rescheduling this one uh, <laughs> that, no. but uh I, I i waited too long for this one so uh, once again, I thank you for coming on the show, and I thank everybody for listening. Whoever's watching it live on uh, Facebook Live, and I will do the final edits and 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 give you the, the the edited version on on YouTube. So, once again, I thank you all for support. Thank you, Officer Jones, for coming on the show. But before I leave, I always leave with my slogan: that is, knowledge is power, uh, economic freedom is salvation. But if you two build, put the two together, we can. We all can build a great nation. This is Marcus with Rebuke Podcast, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.